cheese. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. Each week we are looking at a movie. Yes, we are. Uh, an older movie generally, and this is a very old one. Uh, and we're going to review, discuss, and rate it on our completely made up and highly scientific Archie Q. De Niro scale. That is correct. We've come up with our own categories and fitted into the initials of our mentor, who may or may not be related, Archie Q, mm, De Niro. Mm, mm. And then we do that for the movie. Yeah. Is that a good or a very terrible introduction? Because <laughs> basically we rate it on all the important things that we think are important for a movie. Yeah, not whether the movie's good or not. Not whether it's well made. Yeah. But if the people are, for example, horny. Or... Drink a lot. Or drink Coke versus Pepsi. Or live in a big house. Yes. All the important things about a movie. I saw a meme today. Oh, already. Straight <laughs> yeah. off the bat with the memes. Good. And it is talking about how The Simpsons afforded that house on a single income It's all the in same the 90s. thing. Them. And it's all the same as well. Family Guy. The Jetsons. Considering... Uh, Peter the Jetsons Griffin. are so rich they live in the future. <laughs> well, George Jetson was just born, really, the yeah, other true. month. So, do you, do you reckon there was someone that named their kid George, middle name Jetson? George Jetson Smith, born That's on that not day. A bad name. I named him that. And then Elroy. hope that they grow up to have a robot made. Yeah. Well, they will. Let's they be honest. Will. Yeah, yeah. Something. We almost do. If you have a Roomba... If you have a Roomba, you almost have a robot made. Because the Roomba will text you if it gets stuck or if it gets full and when it's done. And then I, can you reply and say, sort it out yourself? Yeah, no, but it just like will bump into a wall or get stuck in a corner and the Roomba will text you and go, oh, I'm stuck. You're like, well, no. like an Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. was never stuck. Yeah. All he was stuck in with was the future. Or the past. Did he get stuck in him. the future? Oh, that's the past. He got stuck right. in that molten metal pit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, we got a drink. It's going to have a drink. So anyway, how did they afford it? Did it go into it? No, it didn't. Because you know, they, they found a are... picture of an actual house that looks like it. I wouldn't make a house like that. I wouldn't have it that same colour, though. You'd it's make it on ugly. The Sims. I, I have. And then kill them all. I made it on The Sims. I've also made a family guy house on The Sims. Um, I'm sure you're not the only one. But it's also, it's it's not the same. Like, no. You know, anyway. Um, but also, in the inside of the Simpsons house is a bit defying physics. Like, every room seems to lead to every other room. Yes. Yeah. And it's I, the same with all the cartoon shows, really. Yeah. Except the Flintstones, because it was like one room. So there are one on the enclosure scale. Yeah. 
Um, but probably in the Stone Age. That was that could have been a three. Yeah. Um, there are some crazy fan theories about The Simpsons. Really? My favourite one is that early, because there was an early on episode where Homer had a heart early attack. Early when or, Matt Groening couldn't quite draw yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a heart attack or something and was in hospital and he nearly died and he was in a coma. Oh, yeah. So the theory is that he's still in a coma. Yep. And this is all just his dreaming in the coma. And that's why they don't that's age. That's why they don't age or they don't die from things that should really kill you. Yeah, the other theory behind why they don't die from things that should kill you is that they're cartoons. Well, that's more <laughs> um, of a solid theory. Um, for anyone fact. for anyone watching on the YouTube, we're recording this in the daytime, yeah. um, which is why it seems very differently lit to normal. But you know what um, we still do if we record in the daytime? Well, we drink. We drink. But it's day drinking. Day drinking. Cheers. The movie we're watching, I'm not sure we've even we said. We day drinking. That's true. <laughs> we are not watching the Simpsons movie. Um, you will have picked it up if you've read the title. Yep. Otherwise, if you haven't, and this has just rolled into whatever you were listening to before us, which was hopefully either Rainbow Popcorn or No Pants, No Problems. Mm-hmm. We are reviewing the movie Saboteur yep. from the vision of Alfred Hitchcock. Not from the mind, because he didn't write the screenplay. He never usually does. Three other people did. From the vision and the um, thanks to the courtesy of David The courtesy of the David O'Selznick Productions. <clears throat> um, Saboteur was released in 1942. So it is 80 years old this year. The oldest mm-hmm. film we've done. So far? I think so. Yeah. We haven't done... We haven't done anything from the 30s. Well, we're about to, for Patreon patrons, yeah. Uh, do Gone with the Wind. Yep. So, um, so we, yeah. I don't know where I'm going to find four and a half hours in the next week. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Um, it's not four and a half hours. Although you have to... It's four hours. It's not even four. have to take a half an hour intermission. Well, you don't have to. Just, just to write up all fast my notes. forward your DVD. I don't think I'm going to have chess. like three and a half hours in a row. So I think I'm going to have to watch it on two different days. Okay. But anyway, on the Patreon, uh, which is linked in the episode description, will be soon our Gone with the Wind episode, which will round out our combined top ten movies. Yep. And that will be the oldest movie we've done. Later in the year, we're going to do a hundred-year-old movie. If we can find it. No, uh, well, I think I've found it. Okay, we'll worry about that later. And it can't be next week because I've just given away the trivia. Um, oh, it was released in 1922. <laughs> it was released in 1922. If I can remember what the movie was. So I, I'll be honest, I didn't look for a cocktail that was named after the movie, which was my bad, other than looking up if someone else had made one up for this movie. Okay. So, but then what I did, because when uh, Robert Cummings goes to the mum of the dead guy's house, Mm -hmm. he pours her half a bottle of brandy in a glass. you're distraught. Let me pour you brandy. Maybe it'll help with your acting. Yeah. Here's half half a glass of brandy. Half the bottle of the woman next door's brandy. Yeah. (laughs) She was a bit... She was a bit much. She was way too smiley. She was like, oh, my name is son just died. Is she okay? Oh, the poor Yay. old soul. Oh, get over it. Have half a bottle of brandy. Um, so I found a 
brandy cocktail that was popular in the 1940s, which was called a sidecar, which was brandy, Cointreau, and a squeeze of lime. And then we decided we neither of us wanted to drink that. <laughs> so It's also the daytime. So we decided yeah. this maybe not the most inventive cocktail. So Brett has also found not the most inventive cocktail, but at least it's called a sabotage. It's called a sabotage, which is a very bad crime. It's worse than murder. Well, the sabotage also comes with murder. In, in this, this movie. In this movie, yes. Yeah. yeah. What's in a sabotage? It's rum and coke and lime juice. Spiced rum. Yeah, spiced rum. type of rum. Spiced rum, bit of lime juice, top it all off with some Coca-Cola or Coke and Zero No Sugar. Or if you, are, if you don't have good taste buds, you can use Pepsi. Or if you're our friend from our years that we've mentioned in the last episode, some LA ice. So this is a sabotage for anyone that's going to meet us later tonight when we go out. It's not Bundaberg rum, so we're not going to punch on with you by having a Bundy rum and coke. Yes. But this is what it is. Cheers. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's... I think the lime is a good addition. That's good. I think if I'm ever at the bar and order a rum and coke, I don't know why I would, I'm going to make them put lime in it. Yeah. Oh, because if you get spiced rum, you know, I've had spiced rum and dry with lime before. Oh, yeah. I think that works better with a coconut sugar. It's less sweet. It'd almost be too sweet with the coke. I can't believe I'm saying that. Well, I think the lime makes a big difference. That's good. How are you rating that? Uh, three. Okay. Gosh, I'm, I'm not, I don't rate these cocktails very highly. I'm like, this is good, three. But it's just not that, you know, strong or inventive. No. <laughs> um, well, we, you know, we made it so we can make Ooh. it stronger if we want. <clears throat> um, all right, let me get the spreadsheet. Oh, that's good and refreshing. It is refreshing. How alcoholic uh, if the my, movie is. If my son just got killed... And burnt alive. This would make me feel a lot better. Although that's not brandy. <laughs> would you rather this or would you rather the uh, half, a, half a glass of brandy? Uh, this. It's refreshing. Is it summer? Oh, it's Los Angeles. It's always hot. It's not Lee. It's not Los Angeles. Well, it it's is. It's Los Angeles. It is, depending on who you ask. Everybody, everybody... Everybody but Robert Cummings... Is Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Not Los Angeles. I put that in the one of the scores for later. Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Um, what's this? Saboteur. Okay, so we're giving the cocktail a three out of five. We're giving the alcoholicness of the movie. There's only really one drinking. There's no even drinking at the that party that they have? No, I didn't see any drinking. But it should... Does she even... Do we see her drink it? I've just had a blank. No, because then the detectives come. And for some reason, she's straight away on his side. She is, but she, that's one thing I found weird about the movie as well. If you were a mother... the... Ev, everybody... Straight away. Especially the circus people. We'll get to that at some point. Yeah. I'm not sure what's so freaky about a skinny man. I'm not sure. <laughs> the human skeleton. No, he's just skinny. 
Yeah. But then the woman mountain, she's just fat. She's just fat. But it was it's that weird thing. It's like, oh, I trust him. And like the blind guy. Oh, I trust him. Yeah, I heard your handcuffs as soon as you walked in, but I trust you anyway. I wouldn't trust him if I knew that he'd gone like this and waved in front of my face. <laughs> like gone, wait, are you blind? Wave in front of your face. He knew his way around the house very well, the blind man. Yeah. But I guess he's there all the time. And if he can hear handcuffs that we didn't hear. True. Then. But you know why we didn't hear them? Because we have sight. Oh, yeah, yeah. But also then the blind man says, go, go and do the things I never got to do. (laughs) I don't know. It was very weird. But in terms of the alcoholicness. Yeah. I'm giving it a two. I'm giving it a two just for the amount of brandy that he gave her. I was going to give it a 0.5 just because it was just that one bit. And yes, it was a lot of brandy, but we didn't actually see anybody drink any alcohol. Can we split the difference-ish and make it a one? Let's make it a one. Okay, so out of 10... Do you want to make it a 1.25? No. Out of 10, the smoothie got a four on the alcoholic score. Yeah. On the A of Archie Q... De Niro. Yeah, cool. Next is the representation. Quick, zero. Quick, zero, moving on. Unless you count bearded ladies as representation. 1940s, you wouldn't expect anyone of colour to be in there, but there still was no one. Yeah. Not even the help. Not even like a taxi driver. No. He was white. All no. of them. So that's a zero. That is a definite definite zero. Uh, that's the R on Archie. The C of Archie is uh, cry, which no, I did not do. I did not either. It's not a cry movie. She cried. She cried quite well. Yeah, at the end when he almost fell off the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> she cried. Yeah, but he um, he almost fell off an old weirdo dude, Fred Fry, he, Frank, Fry Frank Fry, Philip J Fry. Yeah, he um he fell off quite badly. <laughs> That, though, is um, an early special effects. So oh, they yeah. actually put him... Do you remember from this movie, Rear Window, the mm-hmm. way he fell in that? Yeah. It was like a weird, uh, the way he fell. So how they do Which it... Which is also Hitchcock. There you go. Is they put him in a black, like, saddle. The Wikipedia said saddle, but I feel more like hammock. Harness. Hammock. Oh, okay. And then... They put him suspended above, black, mm-hmm. and then they pulled the camera up, away from oh, him. Yeah. And then they superimposed, yeah. throw back <laughs> to one of our earlier YouTube videos where I explain how superimposing Superimposing, works. imposing on the super. You cut a film and you put another film over the top. Yes. They superimposed the scene of the Statue of Liberty on the blackness, which is how they do green screen now. Yes. So it's a very, very early good. kind of green screen, but it was black screen. Um, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. It wasn't good enough for me to cry. I'm sorry. No, there was no drama and there was no relief because everybody except the detectives who couldn't form sentences yeah. believed that he was innocent these are the worst, the second worst talking detectives we've had in a movie we've done. Well, I almost wrote in my notes that last one that was like, I'm going to take him with me to the docks. I thought that was Tor Johnson for a second. 
Plan nine. <laughs> or Sylvester Stallone, if you did my impression. Yeah, then. true. <laughs> Speaking of plan nine. That was a good impression. No, that was the impression of, of Sylvester Stallone in Family Guy that you referenced last episode. <laughs> did I? Oh, yeah. well. I'm just going to find ways to reference um, impressions I can actually half do. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm just going to find ways to reference Family Guy. I'm like, that's not a new announcement. I have just uh, actually new announcement. One of the eyes we'll get to, remind me, when we get to the second eye in De Niro. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it's a very important Speaking of Plan 9 from Outer Space, when Alan Cummings got excited... Robert were, Cummings? Robert Cummings. When Alan Cummings. Not Alan Cummings. <laughs> when Robert Cummings got excited, I was yeah. like, he sounds familiar. What do yes. I know him from? Sometimes his voice sounded really familiar. And I went through his IMDb yep. and his Wikipedia. He's done a lot of movies and a lot of TV, including the Bob Cummings show. Oh. Um, that by the looks of his IMDb, I'm not sure he was in every episode of, well, which is strange. <laughs> but then at one point he got very excited and animated and was doing a little bit of a monologue. Yes. And I realised who he sounded like. The guy from... The guy from Plan 9 yeah, from Space. Yeah. Stupid, stupid. Would it, was, it, was it when he was in that a random abandoned shack in that random soda city town... Yeah. And he was pretending to be the baddie. And he was like, I've had enough. Enough yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. It was quite bad. It was quite bad. And Robert Cummings, um, you know, I was like, oh, he's like the lead in a Hitchcock thing. That's mm. a big deal. Mm. I can kind of see why he didn't have much of a career after this. There was an article in 1941 because he had two movies come out in 1941. And the article was Only like... Two. That's not a lot for back then. Oh, maybe more than two. Like I Humphrey skimmed. Bogart by comparison, which is probably Apples and Oranges. Yeah. Between 1938 and 1940, did 17 movies. Oh, he had a Bruce Willis time. Well, yeah, well, because it's also easy for Humphrey Bogart because he doesn't need to look at the character's backstory because he plays the same character every time. Yeah. Yes. So he did a Bruce Willis. That was kind of a... <laughs> Read uh, shady, shady comments about Humphrey Bogart at me. I don't care. But that's everybody. People all, lots of people, play the same character every time. That's good drink. Yeah, like as much as I love Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds only does character. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and I made the mistake a while ago of going onto Netflix, and sometimes I like, I just want an action movie. Yeah, just where shit blows up. Yep. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And I clicked on one with Ryan Reynolds And then he made five jokes in the first ten minutes And I'm like, no, actually Oh, was it I that just new wanted, one? I, no, was it oh. something with eight in the title or something oh. um, And I'm like, no, I just wanted an action movie I don't want to be made meta jokes at me Yeah, see, it's annoying, isn't so it? So he does the same Anyway, Al, uh, Robert Cummings <laughs> sounded like the head alien from Plan 9 from Outer Space Yeah and I had as How much. How could anybody be so stupid? I had as much knowledge of the baddies' plan in this movie as I did in Plan Nine from Outer Space. You don't really know what their plan is, the baddies. All you know is that they could be Nazis. Yeah. All you know is that this movie was released in 1942 at the time when people needed to see an American man beat totalitarian fascists. Yeah. And instead of making them German, they made them American. They made them American, and uh, I don't know. I, it, even 
It was a yeah. weird. It could. It was like we're going to be political, but we can't say anything in there except at one point when the guy just yells at that guy and calls him a fascist. But that was the little person fascist. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't too one wasn't of the actual fascists. One of the baddies. And then the, it was the old the, yeah. man said totalitarian once in the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, so he's meant to be the Nazis. I I got that as it went through, but I'm like, where are we? I was like, where are we going? Because it but got like, very random. Are they going to blow up the dam or are they going to blow up the ship or are they going to... Why did we need the dam? Yeah. I thought they were going to blow up the dam. Well, wh- why put a telescope on why the dam and then blow up the ship? Dam and then... Go, ooh, that's impressive. And then, oh, we've got to go blow up this boat. Yeah. It was, then, I don't, I, there was too much, there was almost too much going on. But also, like, they didn't do a lot at the factory. Like, they yeah. just started a fire at the very start. Yeah. Like, is that really going to hurt com- the war effort? And then, like, it's, it's not arson, though, it's sabotage. Yeah. It's because not, the crime wasn't it's not, starting the fire. The crime was putting gasoline in the extinguisher. Yeah, the, the crime wasn't arson or murder. It was sabotage. And you were a saboteur. Yeah. Philip J. Fry. That's where they got the name from. Anyway, I didn't no. cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this movie is horny. The whole thing kind of starts because... Of horniness. He bumps into what's-his-face, Fry, or Fry bumps into him, whichever way it happened. Frank Fry. Um, He bumps into Fry because he was horny for the cigarette girl. And he he was checking out the girl and then bumped into him and has a photographic memory. Yeah. Remembered his name and his address. Yeah, he's obviously... He's a very smart man. Normal people were very smart back in the day. Yeah. So he's horny straight away. The he's friend horny. that dies. Yep. Do you know the hor- the horniest um the horniest character in the movie? Bearded lady. Bearded lady. Who Esmeralda, everywhere you search for sex. Get your eyes out of the mud and look at the stars. Yeah. But she's bi as well. You reckon? If that's representation actually. Oh, <laughs> because no. he walks in. Mm. Robert Cummings, Barry Kane, and she's like, oh, I'll take him. And then... And then she sees her. Then the human skeleton slash skinny old man Mm. was talking, and she goes, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was looking at something, something very fine too. She's hot for the girl. Also twins. Yeah. Horny. Horny twins. Frank Fry, horny. Who's he horny for? The girl again at the at the Statue of Liberty. No, he's just toying with her. She's fake horny him, so he's fake horny back. Yeah, nah, he's real horny. Do you want to know the worst horny line? Yep. It, that basically boils down to, if you're cold, let's have sex that'll warm you up. Ah, uh, yep. That was that, one of those old old movie things. Like, how can we say let's warm up by having sex without saying? Let's warm up by having sex. And then, I didn't want to insult you by not even trying. <laughs> Robert Cummings says to I... her. Because she gets offended oh. when he says, let's have sex to get warm. As you would. Doy. But then he says, 
I wouldn't want to insult you without even trying. So in the 1940s, according to men, it was an insult to not come on to a woman. Of course. Because well, that means you're ugly and unwantable. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. But she's a model. Yeah. But still, she could be insulted if he didn't try to root her. He had other things on his mind. Well, actually, no, he didn't. He didn't, really. At that point. He goes, well, I'm in handcuffs. We're halfway there. So, how horny, how stupid to try and use a radiator fan to get your handcuffs off? <laughs> With the, and the sparks near the engine? I was like, hang on, how is but this also, working like, exactly? If you're holding it there, there, there's such a high chance that something's going to fling off and take your eye out. Yep. But then you actually, in this movie, the only way to die is by fire. Or falling. Because a guard literally gets shot in yeah. the elevator. Yeah. And then just walks off like normal. Yeah. And he's goes, got a bloody they, arm. They went that way. Or and he's whatever. like, you go that way and I'll go this way. Not, yeah. I've been shot. Not like, I've been <laughs> shot. Yeah. <laughs> they made him tough in the 40s. Yeah. Pe- boomers. They didn't make him able to talk. No. But they made them tough. They didn't make them have any other stupid. 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 But, yeah. How horny is this movie out of five? Also, oh, yeah. Um, no, go. Where does he get money to pay the taxi driver from? It's 1942. People have cash. Oh, and it would have been like 20 cents. Yeah, okay. Um, Speaking of having money on you. Oh, are we going to... This might... We have to might save that. I think I have a comment about money. Uh, about in the her buying something? Yeah, in the endurance bit. Okay, we'll come yeah, back to yeah. that because, yeah, I have a comment. Um, but how horny is it's this a movie? solid three and a half. Yeah, yes. Three or and a half. would the whole movie not be a thing if he wasn't horny at the start? Does that make it a five, you reckon? No. No, because Philip J. Fry would have still set the fire. Yes. And they likely still, and someone still would have died. But he wouldn't have had the opportunity to see his name and address. That's true. So he would have just got arrested. He wouldn't have been like, check out that fry guy and then chased him around the country. Yeah. Anyway, it's three and a half. Three and a half. The insults in this movie. The old man that I've forgotten the name of. Philip, Uncle Philip, weird Uncle Philip. The guy at the ranch. Oh, no. Yeah, Not I the blind man. Um, Something with a C. Clancy. Says... Oh, you were beginning to become quite a bore. He's a weird. A, a bore weird is character. such an insult in the olden days. Yeah. Um. Let me just get his name. Charles Tobin. Charles Tobin, not Clancy. Charles Tobin says, "Close." Oh, you were beginning. You were beginning to become quite a bore. A man like you can't last in a place, country like this. Well, I don't know what that means. No, because because he's. Nice. An American? Because <laughs> he's like... Too nice to be an, an American? Oh, no, he says that to Charles. And then obscure young workman. Put that in there. Yes, you're just an obscure young workman. And the blind man does not have time for the police. Oh, he doesn't care about anything. Police are so alarmist. I know, but, you know, it's kind of their yeah. job. And... We shall have no more conversation of what the police said. 
It's so predictable. <laughs> and then at the, the to, at the party, they go, <laughs> the old guy, Charles Tobin again, says to him, go, I hate to use the word stupid, but it seems to be the only one that applies. Yeah. Stupid, stupid. I, I could see myself using that in the future. Yeah, because it's not actually calling someone stupid. No. It's like, I don't want to call you stupid, but it's I can't not, think of another I'm not going to call you stupid, Yeah, but... You being stupid is what is happening right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the modern way of saying it. Yeah. So it's a few insults. Yes. But mm. none that I would bring into day-to-day life. I'll give it a... Yeah, true. I'm going to give it a one. I'll give it a one and a half. Okay. That's what you gave Gattaca last week as well. Oh, okay. Enclosure. There's a lot going on. No one, a, then nobody, yeah, I don't well, know. Well, he never lives anywhere, and we mm. don't know where she lives in New York. You would presume an apartment, an apartment, yeah. But then there's the big ranch, there's the big mansion, the party, there's the big mansion for the party, there's a circus, there's, people live on a train, but there's the Rockefeller Center, which That's is a big building. House. The mum, the, the dead kid's mum has a small house. Yeah, I feel like she lives, you know, in one of those little retirement villages. Yeah. Where they're like tiny units next to each other. That's why her next door neighbour just lets herself in the back kitchen door. Yeah. I don't know. She was weird, that woman. Yeah. She was way um, too happy. A two? Same, a two? Average of a two? Yeah, I think it's a two. Does the, does the circus train count? Yeah. They do live there. That's true. And they are fairly influential characters. Mm. The blind man has a small cottage. Yep. He is an influential character because he is yet another person that believes Barry Kane for no reason other than he believes him. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. Quotability. All right, oh. Archie's done. Archie's With done. With alcoholic representation, cryingness, horny insults and enclosure. His middle initial is Q which stands for quotability. There's no quotes that I'm going to take into real life. I'm going to start calling it Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Mm. Mm. It's a very simple dialogue. It's not a great script. No, it's not. Not at all. Uh, This is only Hitchcock's third movie made in America. Okay. And there's an article... It's like it's 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 his first American movie, because so the first movie he made in America had a mostly British cast, and was set what, Rebecca? in England. I think this Rebecca? is what this article said. Oh, okay. The second one, I suppose it's true, had a very English cast as well, and was set in Europe. Okay. This one is American, American cast, set in America, and is fuck the Germans, and is very and patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Japs. Even in that party, they're like, oh, when I hear on the news about what those what those Japanese are doing. I think that was weird. That whole party it had to be wartime. was weird. Um, the whole movie was a bit weird, to be honest. One thing that made me laugh, and I'm not sure why it was in there, because this is not a comedy. Mm-hmm. They go, here we are, well, what's left of Soda City. And Barry Kane goes, oh. yeah, the heart of the bicarbonate belt. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
What? Why are you it's making... like the wheat belt, but by carbon, it was a. It Why was... are you making jokes now? I didn't get it. You're on the run for your life, mate. It's not a time to joke. No. Are you trying to be like, hey, lady, I got a sense of humor too? So even though it's not cold, because now we're in the middle of the desert, let's have sex to cool down. Yes. The heart of the bicarbonate belt. Um. Malignant jerk. You've, fascist. You've, yeah, you've I've written, written a couple written of. Someone. Malignant jerk is a good insult. Yeah, it's a good insult, actually. Move that. Not that it matters. We haven't published this. <laughs> um, I have wrote that twice. Uh, that's good. I um, I found the Wednesday wisdom though. The the this old couple they were you know when they were fighting he got his uh, handcuffs off. Oh yeah, and then and it's just like. They must be terribly in love. That is so old. Because he's dragging Hollywood. her into the car. Yeah. He's putting in an effort, see? Oh, yeah. Men don't do mm. that in the 40s. Mm. They're at fucking war. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been playing baseball. Yeah. Patreon.com, League of Their Own. Yeah. Don't search League of Their Own. Just go to our Patreon. Our Wednesday Wisdom quote, though. It's the good people that stick when anybody's in trouble. There aren't many good people in the world. The second part of that's not so positive. No. Um, But it's the good people that stick when anybody's in trouble. And for some reason, the human skeleton thinks that Barry Kane, the man with with handcuffs who's being hunted for sabotage slash murder slash arson... He's a good person. He's a good person. We've said it a couple of times already, but that was like... Old the old man trusted him. The circus people trusted him. The mum, the mum trusted him. If you were a mum, the truck driver randomly trusted him. It was yeah. all very weird. The truck driver was shit. Was the truck driver George Costanza's grandfather? I was like, I don't know, because the if you go back and watch that scene and think of Jason Alexander, yep, it just fits. Yeah, because he's then whinging. He's like, if George Costanza did get married. He would say, he would I've got nothing to whistle about. I've got nothing to whistle about because I'm married. Because <laughs> I'm married. Oh, and she just I just go and earn the money and then she buys new hats to go to the cinema. And then she goes to watch the new movie pictures and then has to buy a new hat to go to watch the new movie pictures. Yeah, she puts the hat to go to watch the movie and she takes the hat off in the movie. Yeah, and, I, and she's in the dark. I've never even seen what the hat looks like. like. Okay. And then she's in the movie at the end and gets shot. Oh, yeah, maybe she does. Gosh, what a weird... Another random part of it that was a reasonably well done scene and i kind of liked how you couldn't tell whether the run for your lives he's got a gun all that shouting stuff was movie or audience but what i didn't get was that it was a comedy it's like oh i'm going to shoot you (laughs) like he didn't have any context in the movie he walked into radio city musical and the crowd was laughing and then it was like Shooting and murder, yeah, and affairs. We could, in context, it could have been quite hilarious. The movie, like an early Billy Wilder. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, who knows? Um, quotability. Gangsters can be funny. Yeah, true. Joe Pesci was in Home Alone. Um. Okay. He's not a gangster, but he's played gangsters. That's true. He's got range. I'm giving it zero for quotability because nothing is going to come into real life. Uh, um, uh, yeah, 0.5. Okay. 0.5. This, the dialogue really isn't that good. Um, 
And even the, the dialogue that's not dialogue. You know when they when it's like the people were smarter in the forties, right? And if they were stuck in a jam, yeah, they could like that's why escape rooms weren't a thing in the forties, right? Because everybody was so smart, they just could get out of them straight away. Yeah, when they're in that shack, and it's like, oh, there's a hole. Oh, here's a tripod. Yeah. Oh, there's a thing. Oh, it's a dam. It's like bang, 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 bang. There's no like tension in between it. No, but also, and then he's locked up somewhere at the party. He's like, uh, out, done. Uh, uh fire sprinklers. Alarm. Yeah. What I didn't like about the scene in the shack was that it seemed like an escape room because it seemed like pl- things were placed deliberately separately for them to put together. Yes. If the only purpose of that room is to look through a telescope out the hole at the dam, why is it packed away? And why is it in three different parts of the room? Yes. The tripod is in this corner. Yeah. The telescope is away in the box somewhere else. Why could you not just leave the tripod set up? I get putting the telescope away. Because that's delicate. Right. True. But are you, you're not using the tripod, I assume. You're not using the tripod for anything else. But I think you're right that people are cleverer in the 40s because Priscilla Lane was saw the tripod and she was straight away she was like, yep, and it's the right height. Yeah. She just knew. Yeah. Before she said it. five feet. Done. Yeah. No, it's the right height. And then he knew that they were looking at the dam, even though they could have been just looking at the scenery. Yeah. That old man that is the caretaker of Soda City could have also, just been looking at the scenery. Why did you need to cut a hole out in a wall in an abandoned town where nobody is? Why could you not just like set up it, set up the telescope outside, or point it through the window that doesn't have blinds on it? Yeah, because it's not like it can't move and swivel. Yeah, because even if, when he looked straight through the telescope, he then had to move it to the dam anyway. Yeah, I still don't understand the dam. I would so do an escape. I hate escape rooms. I don't hate them. I would so do an escape room designed by Alfred Hitchcock, though. Oh, I reckon I, I would, mainly because I probably wouldn't get out. Maybe they could invest. If any investors are listening, this is a little shark tank. Yeah. Brett and I will open escape rooms, and each escape room will be... Oh, I shouldn't say it, because then people steal the idea. But if you I just do said say it, it <laughs> it's copyrighted. Peyton Penny. Peyton Penny. Each room will be a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. So you have to break your leg before you're allowed in the rear window one. <laughs> Jesus. Does that mean I get to sleep with Grace Kelly, though? Yeah. That's fine, then. I'll break my leg to The, crown, the yes. crown Prince Rain. You get to play Crown Prince Rainier. Is that who was Rainier? What, yeah, Prince Rainier? Prince Rainier. Of Monaco. Monaco, yes. Moving on. Drink. I did not notice a Coke or a Pepsi or any soft drink at all. I don't think they were invented yet. I think Coke was. Oh, Coke definitely was. Do you want to hear something about Coke and Nazis? Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Is it going to make me want to stop drinking Coke? Fanta was invented by Nazis. Okay. Because when the Nazis were getting bad... They had trade Getting restrictions. Banned. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. And they couldn't get the ingredients to make Coca-Cola. Right. So they made other fizzy drink that ended up being Fanta. Right. Okay. So Fanta didn't exist before the Nazis. 
There you go. But well, this movie didn't be, have any. I, I don't drink Fanta. I drink Sunkist. <laughs> Sunkist was invented by um, the Della Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> we went in completely opposite directions. Oh, I was, it, it would make sense to be opposite. They were competing. It's like Soda Wars. What did we see recently that had Mussolini? I don't think I've seen anything with Mussolini. Mussolini's granddaughter. So what? Oh uh, no, Mussolini. Yeah, yeah. Isabella Rossellini. No, no. Nah. <laughs> there was something I was like what? And it was Mussolini's granddaughter. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> it was on. It was on. Have you been paying attention? Yeah. And it would. They were looking at masked singers from around the world. And one of the masked singers from Italy was Mussolini's granddaughter, who kept the surname Mussolini. But were they like, oh, it's so good to see you. They were were like, take it off, take it off, in Italian. Yeah. And then the mask came off and everyone recognised her. She's like an actress singer in Italy. Granddaughter Mussolini. And everyone was like, yay. It's like... Oh, Mussolini. Oh, yes, that Mussolini. Yeah. But surely, like, no, if your name was Hitler, even if you weren't related... You would change You're changing it. It's like in our favourite... The sitcom we watched. Yeah. The Happy Endings. And she was dating a guy and his last name was Hitler. Yeah. She's like, I can't be Penny Hitler. Yeah, I can't marry a Hitler. And then she pretended, like, wrote her name. And then he thought that she was just dating him because it was was some fetish. (laughs) And did, wasn't then her next boyfriend Jewish? Well, one of her, her best friend is Jewish. Yeah, so. that's true, actually. That's true. But you would not... It, Watch it, happy it would, endings. You would not... You would change your name. If your last name You'd was Hitler. Name. Mussolini, maybe not so bad. I don't know. That's probably an understatement. You know Mussolini what I mean? was bad, but wasn't like six million people bad like yeah. Hitler. Yeah. This has taken a turn. If my last name's Trump, I'm changing it. In contrast... But probably not, because if my last name's Trump, I'm probably part of that family and I'm rich. In contrast, there was a masked singer on the US, and it was Rudy Giuliani, who can't sing. Oh, yeah, no. And people booed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And Rudy didn't even wage a war that was half as bad as Mussolini. Yeah. Zero for this drinking Zero for the drink, so no Coke Coke or Pepsi. When was Pepsi invented? Um... I don't know. Who was that invented by? The Yakuza? Pepsi was invented in 1898. There you go. Oh, beginning in 1893, new Bern pharmacist Caleb Bradham developed and began serving a carbonated drink he called Brad's Drink. Pepsi's better. <laughs> Pepsi's a better name. Imagine that go, I Brad's Drink, thank you. Can, Can I have, have a um, Brad's Drink Max? Um, can I have a Palmer and a Coke? Oh, sorry, we only have Brad's drink. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I'll have a Coca-Cola. No. Just I'll as long as it's not Fanta. Water. Um, the D of De Niro is drink. It's zero. Endurance is next. Um, we actually wrote one of the same things. Yeah, about the description when you're describing as someone who's on the run and they've got dark hair and blue eyes and they're six and feet tall and they don't no have a hat. <laughs> so if you heard that description of yourself, just get a hat. Buy a hat. 
Can't, they'll never find you. It's the it's the nineteen forties, even though Superman was already a thing. The nineteen forties Clark Kent effect. Yeah, it's the hat version. If of Ethan Hawke had worn a hat to Gattaca, no problem. Yeah, in the forties. Yeah, not the twenty forties. So Barry Kane put a hat on, and you're fine. And you could have sat next to the bearded lady, or actually go to the police and try and explain your story. Yeah. He didn't try to explain what was happening. He just said, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, you're wrong. Yeah. Which I haven't had much dealings with the police. But they don't mm. generally like being just flat out told they're wrong. Yeah. Generally people don't like that. Yeah, that's true. Just if you if your only retort is you're wrong, it's not a great start to open a dialogue. No. The police are the only people in the movie that don't automatically trust him. That's that's our whole review even of this the, movie. Even the baddies, when he's like, oh, I'm that guy that did that thing in Los Angeles. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, we love you now. Yeah. And even and so they get to the whole point, they get to the whole party and then the old guy comes and goes, um, that's not him. That's not him, guys. And But then Philip J. Fry just before he's about to fall, is like, I'll stick up for you. You're a baddie, Fry. You're a baddie. Be a baddie. You're like the worst, second worst person in this movie. Yeah. Gosh. After the After that old little dude. person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not because he's little, because he's an asshole. Um, the effects of the fire were good, because they were real, mm. now I think of it. That it would have been a real fire. The effect of the man dying in the fire. Not great. It was just like a cardboard cutout and it was just like... Well, I thought that was okay. It, no, it just looked like somebody was there. It was like a mannequin and they like pushed him over. It was like somebody was there with a string and just went, and now. Hey, there's nothing wrong with somebody <laughs> being off stage with a string and pulling I know. a prop. Okay. Um, Mr. Stage Director. I, you know what I thought? The way he got the handcuffs off in the engine. Stupid. Stupid. It would that, with modern engines, mm. would that be possible? I don't know engines. I'm not a mechanic. Well, But I, am I don't know if I can just go to the fan belt or the fanny, what, the fan. Let's go. And go, and go. You can't uh, access the fan. There you go. These days. But there might be a little other turny thing, because it isn't the fan that does it. Because he breaks the fan. That's why they overheat. Well, that's what I was like. If he does this and they still use that car, major plot hole. Well, but then, then later it was just like, they must have overheated. The fan's broken. Yeah, yeah, that was lazy. It was on something else that that he did it down. It was, but yeah, I don't know. Let's go and have a look. We're not going to do it. We have a 1929 car at Dad's place and a modern car at Dad's place. Let's run them both oh, and right. open the bonnet. All right, I'll put you in handcuffs. No, because... I'm not sticking my hands in Grandpa's Model A Ford. It was like engine. once in an old job, the guy was like, "I can't work today. I burnt my hand." I'm like, "How'd you burn your hand?" I'm like, "Oh, well, I, my car was hot, so I tried to open the radiator thing." I'm like, "You know, the thing that the metal thing that says don't open while hot." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "You're a fucking idiot, right?" I don't want to use the word stupid, but I really, that's all that applies in this situation. <laughs> Did he end up like that guy in Indiana Jones with the radiator thing? No, he ended up like hand? Joe Pesci or Daniel Stern. Oh, Daniel Stern. With or the, the guy from Indiana Jones that ends up with well, the... Well, that's probably more accurate because that's medallion. exactly what happened. 
Uh, well, not exactly, because he's not a Nazi. <laughs> did he then transcribe he it onto like something Fanta. else and put it on a staff and find the Valley of the Souls? And that's why he was off at McDonald's. He yes. was going to find the Lost Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, in yeah. our freezer. Um, it could have been in there. That freezer was a mess. Anyway. <laughs> also, something that hasn't aged well. You could do a nice funeral for $49.50. Oh, I missed that. It was at one of her billboards. Because one of the billboards oh. was like, you're being followed. And then the next one was, she'll never let you down. And then it's like, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple of those little, you know. And then at the little hints and then he finds the book death of a nobody oh an escape he's like i'm trying not to make it obvious it's quite bad that was really bad it's not obvious this one this I'm one standing this, here going, this one this one garden state garden state i have garden state gaslight oh gaslight he's That's gaslighting her so much yeah is he i don't even know that's so overused these days gaslighting and something being toxic is way overused these days is it? Yes. Or are people more toxic and gaslighting people? No. No, they just have a word for it. People just use it more now. That's it, where Gaslight comes from. That movie. What movie? Gaslight. The phrase gaslighting comes with from the movie Gaslight. Julia Roberts and Richard Nixon in it. Oh, there's no blurb. No, with, with Ingrid Bergman in it. And Angela Lansbury in her first movie. Oh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Does she have a typewriter? Uh, no, she's a maid that helps gaslight. Ingrid Bergman. I'll add it to our list. I'll make you watch it. Okay. Um, woman. Woman. Just fawning over him has not aged well. Uh, well, because he's not that attractive. <laughs> no, but like... His lips distracted me. She's just like, oh, 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 from like 10 minutes in. Yeah. Which is not how women are in movies now. She started off try- like being... A, you know, a strong woman. I'm going to take you to the police. Then after a point, it was just like, oh, I'm just along for the ride now. But one of the things about women characters that they talk about a lot is that the woman has their own agency mm-hmm. separate to the male character. She's a model. So she 419. Be... <laughs> yes. 1940s, she does have a bit of agency. Mm. She, go, she does go to the police. She yep. just happens to find the corrupt one. Yes. She does go and chase Philip J. Fry yep. up the Statue of Liberty. So she does do her own thing. She does. Which Hitchcock is quite, actually quite good at, I think. He's, yeah. He does do doing, female characters well, but yeah. he ruins their careers. He doesn't do female actors well. <laughs> so uh. how well... Has this endured? I think effects-wise, it's endured pretty well. I think that the shots on the Statue of Liberty were pretty good. A lot of those were actually there. Shot at the statue. them hanging off it and it was clearly like the set of the torch. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I don't know how accurate it is. I haven't been that close. Some of the things were clearly a matte painting. Some of the backgrounds were quite bad. Yeah, but... I didn't, there weren't any scenes where I was taken out of the film because the shot or the effect or the scenery didn't look good. No. You know, like, even if you watch the second Matrix movie, there's a moment when he's oh, fighting all of those agents that, that looks like a cartoon. Yeah. 
And in the Star Wars prequels, sometimes you look and you're just like, this is just bad computer animation. Yep. But there wasn't that, which often happens in old movies because it had to be real. Yeah. And because matte painting was so good. Yes. Like in the 40s and 50s. That's because that's was someone's job. Yeah. They were artists. Um, set decoration meant you painted the set. I painted something realistic enough for people to think it's Liberty Harbour. Set decoration isn't like I made it on the computer. Set decoration isn't, oh, I think we should have one more vase of flowers there. It's which is what I thought when I read it. <laughs> like set decoration, like, oh, are they the ones in charge of making the set look like a real thing? Um, okay, endurance. You know, there was this scene where she gets captive, right? And then she's in that room at the Rockefeller thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about this. Okay, sure, go for it. Why does she order a milkshake? Yes. <laughs> she was like, can you please get me a milkshake? And then he comes back and like, here's your milkshake. The thing that I was like, it doesn't endure because it cost 15 cents. That's yeah. what I was that, like. that milkshake these days costs $15. When he said, she said, how much? And he goes, 15. I'm like, it's a bit expensive. It's $15. For it. and, uh, and I was like, it's a bit expensive. But like, are those donuts with the milkshakes with the donuts on top? They're $15 these days. Right. You know, those stupid yeah, milkshakes yeah. with Dumb. the donuts on top. Yeah. But I was like, it, it was, I don't know. I was like, what is going on here? Like, are you trying to bring more boys to your yard so one of them might save you? (laughs) I just really didn't understand. She did. She brought four taxi driver boys to the yard with their little lipstick sign. Oblivious taxi thing that even though this guy was looking at the taxi and clearly the huge piece of cardboard fell right in his sight line in front of him and he didn't move his eyes and he still would have seen it. And then when it fell, they did this extra style acting. They did, they did the quick look, 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 where? Bow, bam, bow. You have to go to YouTube to see how well we did extra style acting. And then they're like, what? And then they're like, <laughs> they did like a triple take and was like, it's over there. <laughs> and then one of them got shot. But, and it was like three blocks away. Yeah. It wasn't even a windy day in New York. They must have lost the first sign she wrote because there's a continuity error. When she writes it, mm. the last two words are on the, the line on their own. There was a couple then of when it lands, continuity errors. The last line is one word only. Mm. I can't remember what she wrote. But that's a continuity Help, error. Help, call the police. I'm being held captive. Look for lights that flicker. Or something like that. This milkshake needs more vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> I I ordered a chocolate. Can you bring me a chocolate milkshake? More malt. Didn't they just malt milkshakes in the forties? Yeah. Um. So in terms of endurance, it's okay. God, I hope they put an elevator. Is there an elevator in the Statue of Liberty near? I oh, know. I haven't been up it. Oh. I've just been to it. I haven't been to it. So I don't know. They closed the torch. You can go into right. the crown, but you can't go into the torch. Right. Is it a fire hazard? No, there was an incident that I didn't click through to the link on Wikipedia about. All right. That's but that fine. was in 1916. Was it this guy, Frank Fry, falling yeah. from the thing? Yeah. they act, No, something happened in 1916 and they closed the torch down. But then mm. for some reason, Alf filmed with a crowd in there. Yeah, why not? He's Alfred. Oh, no. The, the crowd was in the crown. And then Fry mm. tries to escape 
up the torch. Up the torch and goes, I have nowhere to go now. One of the things I really like that he... What was his plan? Because then when old mate Brad yeah. was, went up and got... He was just standing there like... His name's not Brad. Brad. Robert no. Cummings. No, it's not Brad. Is it not Brad? Barry. Barry. What Barry Kane. You were Barry thinking Kane. Brad Majors? No, I was thinking of Brad's drink. <laughs> <laughs> he was... He's just standing there like... I've got nowhere to yeah, go. I'm fucking. I'm what, is fuck he now. waiting for the Nazi helicopter to come pick him up? Or no helicopters get near the Statue of Liberty in wartime. That's true. Give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. Oh, and now look at the French. The French? Oh. <laughs> is she saying she's the French? Not a good conversation starter. The French are the huddled masses now. Is that what she's saying? Because well, there's war over there. Yeah, and they were fucked. Yeah, by the Germans. So they invented Sprite. I was going to say they invented Kirk's, but that's very Australian. But it's not anymore. It's owned by Coca-Cola. The Schweppes. What? Schweppes lemonade. Schweppes That's Italian. Schweppes. <laughs> I even did the Italian hand gesture. Because I don't know the French hand gesture. If I had a French hand gesture, oh, I you got a cigarette. French. You just have to go. Endurance. The endurance of this movie was okay, but not great. I don't know. It still looked good. I think it's a three for me. Yeah, I was going to say three as well. Rememberability. The story doesn't quite. Because um, the story is weak. Sorry, Alf. The story's weak. Well, he didn't write it. Because we I'm surprised he made it. We don't know. Well, I can see too why. Much going on. I could see why Selznick said no. So can I go, I just did Gone with the Wind, and then Rebecca, I'm not doing this piece of shit. Yeah, so he lent him out to Universal. Yeah. I prefer the old Universal music. I, yes, but the logo to me didn't look like a real movie studio logo. It looked like... Um, a fake one on a movie about a movie studio. It looked like it was that logo was made by the same people that made Robot Monster. Yeah. They've just stuck a stick in the bottom of a polystyrene ball and, and then it turned it. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> and then someone in the background's going. I don't even know the universal music. I can't think of it. I don't even know it now, but it was different then. Yeah. But I prefer the old one. No. When the Blu-ray I watched it on was a Hitchcock You watched it on a Blu-ray? Yeah, because I got a big box set of Hitchcock Blu-rays. And it was released to celebrate 100 years of Universal. In 1842. Oh, not the movie. The box set. hell, Brett. Oh, my God. The Blu-ray box set was released to celebrate 100 years of Universal. Right, nice. Yeah. And... They don't exist anymore. A box set I bought as well was the 100 years, was the all their original monsters. Oh, the, okay. Uh, Frankenstein, which is Frankenstein, whatever. Dracula. Harvey Weinstein. Nosferatu. <laughs> um, and whatever. And The Mummy, <laughs> which I should make us watch. The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Well, no, the old ones. Oh, welcome uh, back, Brendan Fraser. Oh, welcome way. back. We all Standing love you now, you fat. Yep. There's more to Brendan Fraser's story. Yes, there is. He's apparently going to win an Oscar, even though the movie hasn't come out yet. So, 
Universal were going to reboot all their monsters one, right? Yeah. And they had it all lined up. Someone to play Dr. Frankenstein, someone to play Dracula, yeah. someone to play whoever else. Mm-hmm. But then they released a new version of The Mummy. Like, this had, like, Tom Cruise in this, oh. like, franchise right. set of movies. And they released this version of the a female version of The Mummy, and it bombed so badly that Universal scrapped the whole franchise. Oh, you... Oh, like they planned like the mummy. six movies. Interesting. The 2017 version of the mummy. Maybe they were just a bit too ahead of their time because now all they do are reboots. Yeah, so they had Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe, including a prequel to The Lion King. Don't need that. No. We didn't need Aladdin two, Jafar's Revenge, or whatever that is. The Return of Jafar. Different Return of Jafar. We also didn't need Jafar 4. Aladdin 4. Jafar answers the census. <laughs> God. This is my Family Guy reference. There you go. So this 2017 mummy had Tom Cruise in it. And this whole franchise had all it all planned. Like, Russell Crowe was playing Jekyll and Hyde. Oh. Like, it was going to be big. Big, big name people. Interesting. But it bombed... So badly that they scrapped all of the other ones. They'd, they'd kind of already cast, um, oh, like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Um, I think the idea was that Tom Cruise was a bit of a Nick Fury of these oh. monster people. Right. Um, and yeah, so it had huge names, all the monsters cast. This one was so bad. That they scrapped the whole thing. Endurance. <laughs> you had... Oh, no, that you're waiting for an eye. I am waiting for an eye. Uh, so, nostalgia. Can I be nostalgic for something that was about 30 years before my time? I was thinking that, like, can I be nostalgic for a movie that was before I was born? Can I be nostalgic... Yes, because you can be nostalgic for, like, Mary Poppins. Can I be nostalgic for Matt Paintings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the credits at the start of a film. Both of those things are so before my time, but I love them both. Okay. When we make a movie, yeah. can we put a matte painting in it? Yeah, sure. By the time we make a movie, the matte painting will be done by AI. Yeah. AI does paintings now. Okay, good. An AI artist won a painting competition, and then people cracked it because a person got the AI to do it, but entered it under his name. Oh, well, that's cheating. And then That's people are like, no, fuck off. Um, Real nostalgia. Nostalgia, no. I'm giving it a one. Cause I, and I remembered the... I'm giving it a zero. Blind person. I'm nostalgic for credits at the start and matte paintings. So now... Even though anything, I didn't grow up with them. So any movie we do now that has matte paintings and a thing at the start, you automatically have to give it a one. Yeah, because I'm going to be like, oh, matte paintings. So Gone with the Wind's going to give it a one. Yeah. But it does it slightly better than this, maybe because they had a bigger budget. Anyway. But also, that's going to be cancelled out the endurance of Gone with the Wind. Maybe. Maybe. You'll have to listen on Patreon. Okay. Impact is All the right. I. Did I say zero for nostalgia? Yeah, good. Impact. I didn't write anything. 
But it, I guess it, it's I'm going to give it a Hitchcock. one because it really did kind of be like Hitchcock can make American movies. Okay. And it gave a bit more of an American sensibility to Hitchcock, mm-hmm. Hitchcock mm-hmm. which then allowed him to make more movies for Universal and stuff like that. Yeah. My news okay. about impact. I've decided that I will be giving scores, adding to the score of impact, based on whether it's been um, ripped off on The Family Guy. Or The Simpsons? Or The Simpsons. Okay. Or any other sitcom? Just those two. They are the major tribute yeah. episode ones. Yeah. Do we need to retrospectively go no, back? No, it's fine. I thought we'll just keep doing it. Okay, so from episode six of season four, you're yeah. bringing this into impact. I just had this read and thought the other day, I don't know why. Okay. I think we have talked about it before. But it's probably just going to be a way I choose movies. So if I'm watching Family Guy or The Simpsons, and I'm like, oh, that's a reference. I'll add it to the add list. Add it to the list. Yeah. So what are you giving this an impact score? Uh, a point five. Because there's definitely not been a saboteur episode of The Simpsons. Uh, no, there has not. <laughs> um, anybody in the movie didn't go on and have a huge career. It's just a point five because it's another Hitchcock movie, even though it's a bad one. Yeah. I won't say a bad one. It's not his best. That's true. Although the next one is overall, I might give it a bad score. I don't know. Rewatchability. Yes, the Roe and De Niro. I'm not sure. It's because it's not like you know what's interesting enough. That's exactly what we said last week about Gattaca, and then I used two Hitchcock movies and as an example of things that are suspenseful enough. And then you chose a Hitchcock movie that was not suspenseful that was not enough. suspenseful. The suspense was like, is he going to get caught? Is he going to get away with it? And then it's like, well, yes, because everybody loves him. Because everybody loves him, and the whole thing is like, yay, America's great. Also, this movie, maybe this has been impact. I don't know if it influenced it in any way. A lot of parallels between this and North by Northwest. Yeah. It's like an everyday guy is just a normal guy and then he gets like mistaken identity and then he gets in this whole big crime thing and then somebody gets shot. Isn't uh, the man who knew too much a bit mistaken identity too? No, he's just oh, he there sees and that guy something. says something. Yeah. He knew too much. That's true. Um, and then, you know, it ends on a, a national monument. Such a liberty, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. No cornfields <clears throat> in Saboteur. No. But he is lassoed off a horse, like in City Yeah, Spurs. a bit of Western got in there, yeah. too. Oh, I didn't think Western. I, well, I guess it is a Western, I thought. City Slickers City is a Western. Yeah, it is a comedy Western. Yeah. That's a good movie. So I don't know if that affects impact, but I don't think it was like Hitchcock made this said, I should do North by Northwest. Unless, yeah, unless the script for North by Northwest came and he was like, this is similar, maybe I can do it better. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Well, he did do it better. Yeah. That's for sure. But he also had, I reckon, better cast, better money. Mm, mm, mm. So... Rewatchability, I'm going to give it a 1.75. I'm going to give it a... I don't really know. I do like that it's just a classic, simple movie. And there's that... But there's a bit of overall in that. But I like that you can just watch it. You don't have to think too much. 
but there's not a lot like... of suspensefulness. They do give you a lot of information. Rewatchability, I'll give it a one. Okay. It's not like I'm going to go, oh, I want to watch a Hitchcock. I could name 15 other Hitchcock movies I've watched before this one. That's true. Overall. Don't test me on that right now because I probably can't. How many can you name? That I would watch before Let's put that into trivia. Okay. Okay. Let me just look at my DVD. What What have I put in my general notes that I haven't mentioned yet? Pretty good to swim upstream in handcuffs. I'll give you that. I did write that, yes. I also wrote, why is that detective wearing the gun over his dick? <laughs> I thought that as well. I'm like, oh, it's part it's part gun holster, part codpiece. It's quite... When I first saw that detective, I was like... Because you didn't see it front on, right? When you first saw it. But you could tell it wasn't on his hip. Yeah. But then when he's standing over the water... It's just right there. It's right there in the cod. It is in the cod. And it's protecting his piece. The garbles. It's his piece. Yeah, his piece is protecting his piece. Slang for gun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why did you have to... <laughs> People know that. Well, maybe not. Maybe they thought piece, slang for dick. Overall, it's too much going on. The acting's average. Nobody in really that good in this. There's too much going There's on, much but going it's on. all explained. Yeah, it's all it's too much going on, it's all explained, so it makes it simple. Except for the plan. Yeah. We know that they want to sabotage things, but not really for what purpose. Yeah. Other than gaining power. And then for some reason, Charles thinks it's not going to work, even though he's captured the person who is the threat to his plan. And then they're like, go out and like, well, I'm going yeah. to Cuba. Okay, exactly, I'm fucking off to Cuba. Even though the plan hasn't failed yet, the plan's still going ahead and they think the plan will work. It was just too much in terms of like sabotage, blind man, circus people, soda city, dam. In the bicarbonate belt. Yeah, party. Auction the necklace. Statue of Liberty. Yeah, auction the necklace. Movie thing at the shooting and then this and the... And the truck driver and then the truck driver helps him and why does the truck driver help him why does anyone help him because he's a guy with a weird lips yeah his lips are distracting all right they were like you know a, a hair lip they weren't quite but they weren't quite so they just kind of look like he got bad collagen maybe that's no that's what it looked like to bad me. bad lip fillers like he got bad lip fillers and they were drooping and he needs to get a refill <laughs> In 1942, that was yeah. a big market. One thing I liked... That's why that I wasn't Hitchcock, in the army, because I've got lip fillers. <laughs> one thing I like that Hitchcock does, and it's a good suspense thing, is when the main character, something bad is happening to the main character while normal things are happening. So most of the screen is normal things. Yeah. But then the main character is being led up the stairs in the party while the rest of the party's going. He's yes. being taken away, and you're like, oh, no one knows, so no one can help him. And then there's the shot where you see the crown of the Statue of Liberty, and everyone's looking out the window at the view, but then you can see the torch in the background, and you know shit's going down. Yes. He does that a lot. He does, he that, does well. that very well, and I like it. Um, so overall, I'm going to give Saboteur. Why did it end with finesse? Because saboteur is a French word. That's true. Um, saboteur. 
I will say, I was going to look up budgets, right? Because I was like, his budget for this was shit. You could tell. It was a couple of hundred thousand. It was in yeah. my notes from last week. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm giving it a 2.25 overall. I'm going to give it a one and a half. Okay. Yeah. Whew. This is not good. I, w- I was watching that. And now when I watch movies, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to score well on the Archie Q to yeah. Hero. Even movies that we're not doing. I'm like, oh, this this wouldn't score well. So. Oh, it's actually. Is it better than I forgot the movies we've done? <laughs> I was going to say Con Air, but we have. Do you want a progress update then? Yeah, let's do a progress update. From the bottom. Yep. On 22.75 yep. out of 100. Oh, Jesus. Flubber. Flubber? Yeah. On Why? 23. Why did so bad? Representation, rewatchability, endurance. Endurance, because the science was bad. <laughs> it wouldn't have had any alcohol in it. No alcohol, and no, no horniness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One hour photo, 23. Yep. Mental, 32.25. Needs to do a good Robin Williams movie. <laughs> oh, someone on the YouTube has requested that we do Jack. I was thinking Jack. I have at home the novelization of Jack. I remember that. Yeah. Speaking of nostalgia. I don't know if I've read it. No. I don't know if I've seen the movie either. I have seen the Can movie. Can you check what year that came out? Yeah. If it's an anniversary, we'll do Jack. Mental, 32.25. Can I just say something? I just jumped into IMDb, right? This is totally off yeah. topic. It's given me an ad for an air fryer. I wish you could tell the internet yep. that you've already bought one. Because when you have well, a specific... No, if, if the internet is that... is that, um... Yeah. But... How do I find it? I type in Jack and it's not coming up with the movie. When a specific movie... When a specific ad comes up on Facebook, right? Yeah. You can click already purchased. 96. The internet should know that. That you yeah. already have an air fryer. It's on... We've talked about it. I Google stuff that needs to... How to cook it in an air fryer. So you yes. should know I have an air fryer. Also, if it's, on our, it's on our somewhat listened to podcast yeah. that you have an air fryer. Yeah. Gattaca, 37.5. Gattaca did better than mental. Yeah. Horniness. Tootsie, Horniness, Tootsie. 48.5. Mm. Juno, 51.25. Yep. Gold member, Gold member. 51.5. Horniness. Saboteur, Nostalgia. out of 100. Yeah. 27. Ooh. Yeah. So better than Flubber and One Hour Photo. Yeah. But not as good as Mental, which you thought was going to be shit. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't great. No, I think... Yeah, okay. A couple more things. Yeah. The added dialogue was not great. There were a few times where the character's mouth was moving. Oh, yeah. But the recording... The additional dialogue recording was not in time. The blind man, especially. Yeah. But one more clever thing, when the radio of that cop on the motorbike says, last seen on Highway 99, oh, and, and then they zoom out and the sign says 235. I'm like, that's a lot of... Or 395. That's a lot, a, of highways. a lot of highways away. So well done for that, Hitch. Any more notes before we have our break and have a look at some Google reviews? No, it was all right. It was, Generally, no. I said the plan isn't a big part of the movie, but the message is. Yeah, it was there very... There are daddies out there. And that um, 
America's going to beat them because he's the all-American man. Yes, he's, and that's what Hitchcock loves. Yep. All right, let's have a break. Yay, we'll come back with some reviews. Yeah. Two drinks in a bar. Some reviews for Saboteur. Yep. Okay. Dr. Kill Patient has written an essay. And I'm not going to read it out because... What was that? There's capitals and there's brackets and K- there's spaces. Kevorkian? Dr. Kevorkian, yeah. He, he's that guy that killed people. He's allegedly. also written North, North by Northwest. Anyway. anyway. But the one I am going to read out. Five stars. Michael. I feel like this one is not talked about enough. Hitchcock really shows his form in this one, even if the script is a little weak. It's got great tension and the climax is... Well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Five stars. Can I just say, this has an IMDb of 7.1 out of 10, which is quite high in my opinion, but people are, get your own opinion, whatever, anyway. Danica was similar. Hit North by Dumb West, this is called. Hitch made worse films than Saboteur, but never one more annoying. As the master once joked about another film, another of his lesser films, we must never let plausibility rear its ugly head. The basic setup seems hard to swallow. Would nobody else at the plant notice the real bad guy? I think Robert Cummings would have been acceptable in the role, but he simply has to play a lot of second or third rate material. That's yep. a good point. Other performances are more questionable. The studio sets are very obvious. But the real problem is that the film's constant stabs at wit consistently play as pure corn. Finally, the heart of the bicarbonate belt. mm, Finally, there seems to be a repeated them that the virtuous will also be able to identify each other and therefore win out in the end. Such a corny notion would have no place in the great films of Hitchcock, and that's part of what makes him an artist. That, I think they're saying because everything else is so good, you can say this movie doesn't deserve to be in there. Okay, that wasn't a great. Brody last has said, sentence. I don't know if he's trying to be funny, but it doesn't come across well. Brody has said, "Saboteur is the best sabotage movie in the entire universe. I love this movie. It makes me feel like I should be dating my sister." Oh, what? I don't know. Fuck. Extremely disappointing film with a high rating based on nothing more than the director's name. Cummings is not very good, but he's better than the script he had to work with on this one. Terrible scenes and completely unbelievable dialogue and character behaviour abound, so it is a mess. How fast is Pat, Priscilla Lane, supposed to be? Did Dorothy Parker have something against fat women and closeted homosexuals? What... What, uh, what? Who's Dorothy, Who's Dorothy Parker? Parker? Did you really call the FBI and immediately talk to agents? <laughs> do those agents let civilians do their jobs for them, especially on in national landmarks? What a terrible movie. I really should give it a one, but Norman Lloyd was great. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in much of the movie. Norman Lloyd? Yeah, he's fry. Dorothy Parker is one of three writers of the movie. Oh, okay. Norman Lloyd wasn't that great. Closeted homosexuals? Human skeleton? And bearded lady? Fry? No. No. Um, Weird. 
you said something in that review that made me want to say something else, but I've forgotten what it is. Okay, that's good. Um, Was it about the FBI? About how when he goes to the dock, this is something that annoys me in films, right? Yep. He go People go to someone and they won't explain anything, but they spend five minutes saying they don't have time to explain yes, anything. Yes, I don't have time to explain it. Could you just tell me? I don't have time to... You could have explained it. Yeah, yeah. Something's going to happen to the ship. What? I don't have time to explain it. If that sentence could be, I know there's a bomb on the ship. Yeah. Done. That's then the same, it's how do you know? That's act less words. Then it's how do you know? But, but also, then, if you're the guy, what's you're he like, gonna do? what's the what's the worst case scenario here? Is that I'm like, no, you don't. And they blow up anyway. Or he's pulling yeah. my leg. But that was not great. Like, if Robert Cummings gets past the military police and gets to the ship, what is he going to do? Yes. It's better to try to get the military police on your side because they might have a chance of defusing the bomb. Because he doesn't have... Um, he doesn't have um, a bomb on him. No. Yeah. But he also doesn't know how to defuse a bomb. So all yes. he's going to do is what he ended up doing in the end anyway was fighting the guy and trying to stop him pressing the button, which he fails at. Yes. He doesn't actually thwart any plans in this film. No, he does not. Yeah, because it still blows up and there's that terrible shot of people, like, falling. Yeah. I didn't get that it actually fucked up the boat until later it drove past and the boat was, like, toppled over. That was a real boat. Oh, there you go. It was the SS Normandy, which burned and sank in February 1942, leading to rumours of German sabotage. Mmm. Hitch, um, Hitch heard of the sinking and, like, had like, practically fought the military to be able to get the shot. Oh. Yeah. Because they didn't want him to shoot it. Do you have another review, or should we discuss what we're doing next week? Great old movie, as most were. Five stars. Great. Five stars for that. Yeah. Great. At least you could have put five stars of effort into your fucking review. Hey. Anyway, so next week we're going to skip forward about 40 years. Okay. Um... This is a movie I haven't seen, but I've always wanted to watch. Okay. So there's a hint for you. You just finger gun me. <laughs> uh, this movie was released on the 18th of September, 1987. Okay. It made $320 million from a $14 million budget. 87. Mm. Stop looking at my DVDs. They don't too, have the years on them. It was too young. Especially for this movie. Any thoughts? Well, something with sex in it. Mm. The horniness could be off the charts oh, really? in this one, from what I've heard. Uh, it was directed by Adrian Lyne, if that's how you pronounce it, L-Y-N-E. I say Adriano Zumbo. It was directed by him. It's quite a sweet movie. <laughs> Why? Um, and a little, little bit of fact, because that, yeah. that director's name is not rememberable no. at all. The lead actress was considered, originally, was considered not sexy enough for the role. It's not the one where you see Sharon Stone's vagina. No, it's not. It's okay. Basic Instinct. It stars Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. Oh. Um, yeah. 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 Is there an ice pick involved or that's Basic Instinct? There, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot involved. Michael Douglas, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. I know it. But I can't think of the I name can't, of it. and and because I thought you would get it then, so I didn't come <laughs> up with a synonym. Um, Death. Just tell me. Alluring. 
Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Fatal right. Attraction. I knew it. I knew it, but I just couldn't <clears throat> think of the name. Yeah, so I, it's it's almost a warm up into October. It's a warm up into Halloween for me. Oh, because there is a death in this movie. Because it's a bit. It's. I think some people consider it a horror, but I don't know if it's a horror movie. I can. I seen it. This is not dissing Glenn Close. I can understand that people were like, "No, nah, she's not hot enough for this." Yeah, movie. like the other. They they offered other people the role, you know, and um, they were better looking. She's a handsome woman. If that's not a, you know, it's not an insult. It's not an insult. She's she's great actress wise, Glenn Close. She's very good in most things, and I'm sure she can look attractive. But like we said, for death becomes her. Mm. If you cast Meryl Streep and Goldie Horn, you'd say Meryl Streep's the hot one. Yeah. But Goldie Horn in that red dress, hot. Yeah, right. So, yeah, they said, had serious doubts about casting Glenn Close because they did not think she could be sexual enough to play the role. But then if you cast Barbara someone... Barbara Hershey was originally considered. Well, she was too busy making chocolates. Yeah. If you cast someone that's hot, can they then be... Serious. Serious, scary mental. enough. Well, you can still be hot. No, and I know. Like how hot and mental. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Even though the Suicide Squad movies are terrible, she is a good Harley Quinn. She's good everything. Yeah, true. Big fan. And there fan. was that scene where she tried to murder Harold Bishop in Neighbours. That's not true. I made that up. <laughs> I was like, geez, that took a serious turn. All right, six degrees. Um, six degrees. Oh, geez, I didn't think about that. Do we like Harold Bishop being in the Uber ads? I liked the initial first one I saw, but the ads it got stupid because it's like when he's that knocking... doesn't sound anything like what the person said. Yeah, you know the first one where 30... it's like good shavings and men who don't wear shirts glazings, glazings, and then it's like flower arrangings. The one where it's like neighbors looking for work, funny, funny. That's good. Yeah. When it's like also gold Logie nominees, that's just thirty percent off CDs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Minogue. Danny good. Minogue. I like that Danny Minogue takes the piss out of herself because she's not Kylie. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going six right. degrees of separation. Six degrees from saboteur to, to fatal attraction. Fatal attraction. One, two, three, four, five, six. Interesting, this one. Yeah. Okay, so okay. obviously Hitchcock. Because <laughs> um, that's all I can go. I just need to get from Hitchcock to him. Michael Douglas. Was Marilyn in a Hitchcock movie? No. Um, okay, then. That makes it a little tougher. I don't even know where you're going with Marilyn. Well, I'm going... Isn't Kirk Douglas Tony Curtis Spartacus? Yep. Which then gets you to Michael oh, Douglas. Oh, but have they been in a movie together, or are you just like... Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas. Yeah, but are you, so we're going the rule of they're We've just done related. related before because we okay. di- didn't last week we did Janet Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Did we? Yeah. Okay. That's how we got from 1942 to yes. 1997. <laughs> Kirk Douglas. So how do we get from Hitchcock to Tony Curtis or to what, Kirk what Douglas? Else has Kirk Douglas been in. Well, Spartacus, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemon. I bet have it. Okay. I've got it. Okay. Alfred I won't Hitchcock. even need to use a SpongeBob insert this week. Good. Alfred Hitchcock yep. um, directed Rebecca, which stars Laurence Olivier. Who is in Spartacus. Who is in Spartacus with Kirk Douglas, who birthed 
Oh, well, well didn't birth. He didn't birth. Conceived. But conceived. Michael Douglas. Who was, who was in, in Fatal, Fatal Attraction with Glenn Close. There you go. Teamwork. There you good go. Teamwork this week. Yeah. Well done. Listeners, did you do better? Probably not, because we actually were good this week. Yeah. And it took a minute, not ten. Yeah. The amount of editing, listeners won't and viewers won't know, the amount of editing I have to do for these last few weeks of Six Degrees. All right. A top four for... Oh, shit. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Oh, no... Michael Douglas. I don't know Glenn Close's movies. I don't know Michael Douglas. Oh, well, I reckon, actually, I'm going to go with... No, we can do another one. Can you do Marriage of Six Degrees? Because oh, well, Sean Connery Jones. was in a Hitchcock. Sean Connery in Catherine Zeta-Jones in Entrapment to Michael Douglas. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, but also Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas were in a movie together. Yeah, but they I were also say, married. I want to say... Um, what Sean Connery Hitchcock was it? Is that Marnie? Marnie. Yeah. I'm blanking on Michael Douglas. Well, I've got Michael Douglas. Was he that? I'm getting him confused with Martin Sheen. Well, he's not Martin Sheen. That's bad. Should I just put West Wing in there anyway? Or... Yeah. <laughs> he might have been one of the Oh, no. Order. Oh, no. I'm blanking on Michael Douglas. I honestly can't think of another Michael Douglas movie. I do like Michael Douglas. I think that's him. Oh, I might have gotten one wrong and thought the same idea but got the wrong movie. Alrighty. What have we got? Okay. Top four. Yep. In the number one spot. Yep. Wall Street. Oh, that is number two. I didn't have it. In the number two spot. Behind the Candelabra. I had that at number four. I just chucked that in randomly. Oh, my God. Number three, Fatal Fatal Attraction. Attraction. Oh, I had that number one. Which I had. Let me look. I've got to go and look back at my own sheet, which I had in the number three spot. Uh, And Basic Instinct. Oh. And Traffic. Oh, yeah. Which I think he was in with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Guess what? He was in an episode of Will and Grace called... Oh, he was! An episode called Fagel Attraction. He was. He had. He was this cop. Something happened to Will. Um, and then... He got a crush on Will. Oh, Jewel of the Nile and Romancing the Stone. Oh, they're good. With... Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Mm. I like her. Even I, I like a lot of people that I can't remember the name of. That's true. His first thing, credited thing, was in an episode of the CBS Playhouse in oh. 1969. That's nice. Okay, it? so you won with four points? Three. Three. And I had two, so I got Fatal Attraction in the right spot. Nice. Um, Yay, so Fatal Attraction. We're stepping it I just up. just got to guess. I'm just going to get whether he was in this or not. Yes, I had Ant-Man. But then for some reason I couldn't remember if he was in Ant-Man. But yes, he was in Ant-Man. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Avengers Endgame, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, just Great. coming out next year. I was going to say um, Apocalypse Now, but that was Martin Sheen. He's coming up soon, a TV miniseries, Reagan and Gorbachev. Oh, I wonder if he's, he's Reagan or Gorbachev. Reagan. Mm. And but did you know that on... Gorbachev died. Russia's Got Talent, that <laughs> Gorbachev's niece... <laughs> 
She won. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. If you're keeping up with us, then watch Fatal Attraction this week. Uh, check the links below to follow Two Brothers and follow Rainbow Popcorn. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Lee. Two Drink Cinema! Cheers. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.